The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Varsity Club Podcast, live from an office that no longer has power thanks to the man sitting across from me, Craig Smith. <laughs> What's up, man? It's rude, man. Uh, not a lot. Uh, I'm doing very well. I may or may not have disrupted the workflow. You broke here. my desk. Uh, That's what you did. You broke my desk. Sources cannot confirm does, or deny that. Does yours still have power? Yes. Yeah, you I can't. Broke my I desk. can't. Well, I can't move it up. It doesn't move up and down. But like, I can get like my computer works and stuff. Like the monitors. And... No, no, nothing on my side works. Oh, so well, my side works. I, this is uh, targeted harassment. Oh well, that's unfortunate. It's just another example of a large market guy attacking a small market. Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> We're not going to do that again. I tried to poke you a little bit just to see if I could bring out the rage. Before we started podcasting, I had like a five-minute, very loud rant about small market teams in the NBA not being able to do anything. Because, um, so the the Warriors lost, hooray, (laughs) but we now, obviously, as is the case with any time a season ends, like the very next day, or even I bet there was last title night. Odds, I saw some last yeah, night. Yeah, I bet there's yeah. title odds right away. So the title odds are out, and the Knicks have better title odds than the Thunder, and the Brooklyn Nets have better title odds than the Thunder. And I'm sorry, I hate big markets. You guys suck. Wait, you guys suck. You left out one. Yeah, I'm refusing to give them any attention spoiler alert that's i think it was sportsbook usa has the lakers at as the best odds to win the nba championship you know what i hope happens i hope they whiff on everybody why would you hope that just because of what you just said why you sound like dell dimps like a pure hater everybody that's what you sound like i (laughs) hope they whiff on everybody and max nikola vucevic i I like what happens i like vooch i'm the only person that seemingly likes vooch but good stats bad team guy oh come on don't call him devin booker or or they max demarcus cousins and then the locker room just explodes I feel bad for him. I hope that's what happens to you guys. That's not nice. I hope that's what happens. That's Meanwhile, nice. my Thunder are going to trade Steven Adams for... He'll be pick up the pieces for Anthony Davis, Steven Adams for Anthony Davis. Oh, my God. Is that... No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big next two weeks on the recruiting front for Nebraska football. It is. They've got camps coming up. Um, so, naturally, you are here. I am here. I'm not here to talk about NBA futures bets. Is that what you're saying? Yes, that's what I'm trying to get <laughs> okay. at. You haven't been around for a while, so let's get caught up on recruiting stuff. What? So you, this weekend, this Friday and Saturday is the first Friday Night Lights camp and the Pipeline camp. Yes. Next weekend is the second Friday Night Lights camp. So I guess just set the scene for this weekend. What do people need to look forward to? Um, what should people be kind of keeping an eye on yeah so so this weekend it's really the today friday night lights camp is not going to be as star-studded as next week's friday night lights camp 
But there are important people that are going to be here for Friday Night Lights this week. Namely, um, the two official visitors that will be in town, Blaze Gunnerson, the three-star outside linebacker um, from Iowa, will be here for his official visit before he takes an official visit to Iowa State next weekend that he has scheduled. Um, and then three-star running back from Florida, Marvin Scott third, will also be in town for his official visit. Then... Um, Xavier Watts will also be back in town for an unofficial. He's not um, taking his official this weekend. It's an unofficial. There's actually some question on whether or not he's going to take an official visit to Nebraska. Don't sound the alarm bells. It's not a bad thing. You kind of have a look. Um, It's just that he is down the road, so he may or may not need to even take that. It actually, and it's funny, talking about the whole Xavier Watts situation, um, we talked, I feel like the last time I was here, we talked about things that were either happening with his recruitment that were good or bad for Nebraska. And I said, I think then, which is probably now a month ago, that him saying that he was going to maybe extend his decision into the beginning of his season was a good thing for Nebraska. Well, now I'm telling you that it's a good thing that he's considering not even needing to take an official visit to Nebraska and is now back to talking about making a decision potentially um, before his senior season starts. The reason that's important is if he's taken, he's taken three unofficial visits to Nebraska in like the last month. Um, and then if you combine that with if he makes the decision before the season, that means he's not going to take that Michigan trip because the Michigan trip is slated for the very first game of their season at the end of August. But he is going to take that Notre Dame official visit next week. To me, it's sounding like it's Notre Dame versus Nebraska. I'm just kind of watching from afar some of Notre Dame's recruiting situations going on, I feel like they have some other receivers that they may be in on a little bit more that may be a little bit more willing to commit that maybe even are a little higher rated. But also you have Nebraska in a situation where I think they've legitimately made up a lot of ground. Anytime you have a kid on campus this many times in that short of amount of time, if you were just looking at it objectively, you would say that school is in a great position. Let's... um. Let's leave Blaze Gunnerson out of this next conversation, this next question that I want to ask you. Okay. If you could pick one guy from this weekend, not next weekend, we'll talk about next weekend in a second, from this okay. weekend, you could pick one guy and be like, if Nebraska could get one commit out of this weekend, it needs to be him. Who's who's that one guy? And from this weekend? Yeah. Oh, well. From Is the- there a guy? And, it's not, and not Blaze Gunnerson. If it's not Blaze Gunnerson, I don't know if – I mean, I could say Xavier Watts by default. Like, that would be a huge deal if he decided to just shut the process down. The problem is I just don't really see it. That's not really all that realistic. Um so, no, because I think while Marvin Scott would be a really good pickup for them, and he is probably, from all the guys that I've watched, I like him probably the second best out of any running back that I've seen for Nebraska this year. Actually, the guy who's number one is coming here next week, and we'll get to that in a second. Um, but, no, I would say that there isn't a guy. If I'm taking Blaze Gunnerson out, as of right now, there's not a guy from this weekend that, that would fit that. Okay, so next weekend is the big one. Yes. Why? Um, because they have multiple uh, official visitors uh, coming in next weekend. The running back that I was just alluded to, uh, was Sevion Morrison out of Tulsa, Oklahoma, three-star running back. I had like 2,700 yards and 38 total touchdowns uh, as a junior. Um, you have Malik Reed. What's his high school? Booker, uh, Booker T? I think he's at Booker T. I know he's in Tulsa, I but I, I think spot. he's I at Booker T. Yeah, he did. It's fine. Um 
And I totally lost my train of thought because you were messing with me. We were talking about. Oh, no. Yeah, you, you got me. This hasn't happened in a while. Um, Okay, so Malikari, the three-star <laughs> linebacker from Arizona, um, who also came here for the spring game, who also just took an official visit to Wisconsin. He took one at UCLA before that. So I think that it's a battle with Nebraska, for, with Wisconsin, and UCLA, which I actually think is a pretty good thing because I think that shows me he's willing to leave the West Coast if Wisconsin is heavily involved. Plus, they do a really good job um, recruiting linebackers. And then you have another three-star linebacker from Georgia, Chloe Bryant-Struther, who will also be coming in for an official visit that weekend. And I think there are still going to be uh, – there's a couple of guys that are floating out there that have not been confirmed yet that I think will also pop up for visits next weekend, whether they be official or unofficial. You also have Turner Corcoran, who'll be coming back um, to help peer recruit next weekend, as well as Xavier Betts, uh, the four-star receiver from Omaha, will also be in town next weekend for unofficial visits, both of them. Um, Then you'll have uh, 2021 talent coming in, TJ Bowlers from Iowa, who has the potential to be a five-star in his class. Uh, A a new 2021 quarterback, Peter Costelli, um, out of California, who will also be here on an unofficial visit next weekend. So the 21st is the really big weekend, um, but this weekend's still important because they're going to want to put their best foot forward, particularly with Gunnarsson and Watts um, being on campus this weekend. So the question that I asked you about getting a commit from this weekend, who's the one guy that you would want out of next weekend? Would it be Savion? And by the way, uh, because I asked you this question, it's not Booker T. Washington. It's Edison. Edison. Be, as soon as I, you I said no not Booker T, it, it clicked in for me. I have no idea why I was thinking Booker T. Okay, so, so uh, Thomas Grayson was from Booker T. Last class that there got go. gently nudged out of the class. <laughs> I mean, sorry, <laughs> that's what happened. Um, uh, so you're asking if there was one guy from next week yeah. that would be the guy. It would. It would probably be Savion Morrison because I think that there's a lot of linebackers on the board that would be very, very suitable, if not better than the two that are coming in next week. Cody Simon, um, four-star linebacker who was just here this past week, for an last weekend for an official visit, comes to mind. Um, So, yeah, Savion Morrison would be the guy that I would pick from next weekend. Boy, if they could lock him up, that would be great. So we, around signing day, we talked about the outside linebacker thing. And how everybody wanted to add an outside linebacker. It was a major, major deal. Nebraska didn't really have a great one. And you were kind of like, well, it's not that big of a deal. Because any any guy that the Huskers were looking at at that time, him coming in and making an immediate impact was probably not going to happen. Right. So the, the growth that you were going to want to see from that position was going to need to be internal growth mm-hmm. from the guys that are already on the team. So let's talk about Blaze Gunnarsson. How important is he to this recruiting class in terms of having that guy. Do you think he's that guy at outside linebacker? We'll start there, and then I want you to get into how important he would be for this recruiting class. I don't don't think that he is that guy that – that would be the, oh, he's an immediate impact guy. I think the guy that I was just talking about, Cody Simon out of New Jersey, would be that guy. Um, but they're also two different players. And it's also hard. To me, it's difficult to see the guy that is more of your base um, run-stopping outside linebacker. I think that's the 
I think that's the Buck in their defense. I always hesitate to actually name which one is which. It confuses the heck out of me. Um, but it's it's hard to see that guy come in and be an immediate impact because generally while those guys are big, they're not strong enough yet to be able to really hold down the fort at that position. And that's the kind of a player that Blaze Gunnarsson is. And while I think that I actually think he's very underrated, um, and I always like the idea of trying to steal good football players out of Iowa because Iowa's defense, especially their front seven and off and then on the offensive side their offensive line that they've made a living out of just turning those random dudes from Iowa into very good players right so doing that I think is a great sign if they can do it so and that's and that's part of why I think he's so important to the class is that Nebraska will want to continue to make that push into Iowa and continue to win those battles Um, they got Masai Newsom out of last year's class Um, you'll want to continue and then they'll want to get TJ Bowlers in the 2021 class so that makes him really important um, to the class for more reasons than just on the field right away. But to go back to what you were asking, I don't think that he's the immediate impact guy, but he's definitely a guy that will make an impact down the road. On your Greg's guys list, you've got three linebackers ahead of him. You've got uh, Quandarius. Yep. Is that how you pronounce his name? Quandarius Robinson. You've got Caden Johnson. You've got Jackson Bratton. Any of those three guys? Oh, I, <laughs> all three of those guys are immediate guys. Um, Quandarius Robinson actually just committed to Alabama, um, which stinks for Nebraska because he came up for junior day um, and then was taught he was going to come back for an official visit for the Ohio State game. I basically I think what ended up happening was is that his mom wanted him to stay closer to home, so he stayed closer to home. Um, Nick Saban got him. Nick Saban got him. Nick Saban also has Jackson Bratton, yeah, uh, one of the other guys, and that's the guy that it, if there's anyone one line any singular linebacker that I want Nebraska to get it's that kid I think that he is off the charts good like as high as I was last year on Nick Henrich I'm even higher on Jackson Bratton I think I think Jackson Bratton has superstar potential um at inside linebacker so I really hope Nebraska who and he's a team he's now teammates and has been best friends um with Logan Nebraska's Smothers. quarterback commit Logan Smothers they also Nebraska has another teammate of theirs that they've offered and have made inroads with whose name has escaped me he's a defensive back so they're hoping to get all three of them up to Lincoln for their official visit it's together uh, potential for the potentially for the Ohio State game. Caden Johnson, um, the linebacker out of Minnesota, is also a really really good athlete. Um, he'll come back for an official visit in the fall as well. He told me that he came up. If you remember when they brought that large team group, um, it was the former player that name his name is escaping me remember there was this huge it was a practice and there was a huge group of players that were here including that five-star basketball player who also plays football you remember that i remember what you're talking about yeah now i can't remember now i I should but i can't remember uh tyrone carter this Tyrone Carter's group. He came up in that group. So he's been here for an unofficial visit. He would like to come back for an official visit um, with his family. Um, and he would also be a big-time player to get. And again, a battle that you would win over probably some Big Ten foes. And he's looking at Minnesota and some other schools in the region, um, as well as Nebraska. What's going on with Nash? Well, Nash just finished his official visits. Um, obviously, took that first one to Nebraska a while back. Um, took a visit out to Oregon. Took a visit to Wisconsin. Everyone copied Nebraska and took him fishing, um, <laughs> which I thought was interesting. Um, it was kind of funny that and just kind of talking to him a little, and his dad a little bit um, is that they were they did like the fact that you know everyone took them fishing because he does fish a lot and Wisconsin has the their campus is right on the lake, um, so you're able to do that but i mean he 
they basically said like that's not going to be what makes the determining factor here like we're not going to pick somewhere because of fishing um, <laughs> that's good. So, that's good. So, so just to put that out there because i know how that thing those some of those things can grow legs um i still think nebraska's in a great position um with nash i think nebraska's had a, a really good relationship with him and his family for a long time um and i think ultimately probably sometime in july um he picks nebraska like it would be nice if they could get him to just pop up for the vi IP barbecue next week. I don't know if that's going to happen, but it would be nice if that were the case. Um, so they could really try and shut things down, but I don't know if they can pull that one off. But I think eventually he'll be in Nebraska's class. That VIP barbecue event, I keep forgetting about that. That's going to be a significant Yes, event. it'll be a significant event yeah. next week. Yeah, a Not not insignificant uh, thing. No. I should probably stop forgetting about. No. Um, so they took him fishing. A lot of people took him fishing. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm curious, what would be your ideal visit? You take an official visit to school X. What would be your ideal thing? Like, would, mm-hmm. would you want to go fishing? Would you want them, like, I don't know, say you're visiting UCLA. Would you want them to take you to a Laker game? <laughs> sit you courtside? Like, what would, would be, be your <laughs> ideal visit? Okay, that would be, that'd be pretty impactful. Um, if I were to visit UCLA or USC, USC it would be out of those two. And <laughs> they took me courtside to a Laker game. You would just commit on the spot. I, it'd be really strong <laughs> to turn that one down. <laughs> I, it probably, this is going to sound bad because this would totally eliminate Nebraska, but if like one of those schools or like Florida State were to take me to the beach and like hang out, that would probably have done it. Um, but you know what? I actually probably, the thing that I probably would be most impacted by, and, and this would be open to a lot of different schools, that moment where like the head coach takes you into his office and like Nick Saban has like the rings laid out, or, like Lincoln Riley has the shoes or like watches or whatever. Like coaches, all, most all coaches have th- that sort of thing. That would probably be a really big deal for like 17 year old me. <laughs> like it really, it really would be. I'm not, I can't even lie. Or like the Wandale Robinson story. I've, I've printed this. So I could say it now. The one L. Robinson story where, like, Nick Saban, like, drove him in his Mercedes. Like, those sorts of things would really affect Yeah, I'm all me. about the flash. Yeah, that I stuff would as affect much me. Flash as, possible. as much as we say, hey, yeah, you know, you shouldn't be making decisions based off of, you know, flash on official visits and all of that. Like, for me, yeah, that definitely would have been. Like, I'm trying to think of, like, and it stinks because at, at that age, like, if, like Zach Duvall's presentation that gets like rave reviews here. I don't know if that would have done it for me. Uh, like if my parent, my parents would, I could see it now. My parents would have to be like, "Hey, Greg, hey, that matters a lot." Like <laughs> they would have to like really drill that home. It would not have resonated for seventeen-year-old me, but twenty-four-year-old me right now that has the beer belly and, yeah. and the you know the post-football season food that I'm still trying to work <laughs> off. I'd be like, yes. Yeah. All about oh yeah, back. now I'd be all back. about it. Yeah, now I'm like, okay, all of that stuff is awesome. Like all of the stuff that they talk about with his presentation and Dave Ellis and all of that stuff is great. You just hope that, like, what 17 year old me would not have seen it that way. No, no. I want uh, basketball. Take me to a basketball game. Show me off the cool or show off the cool facilities that you have. Mm-hmm. The jerseys. The jerseys. Yes. You? You know? The jerseys. I want shoes everywhere. I want to see your trophies everywhere. I want you to just really like be. Yeah. Feeling show yourself. me the tech. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. I think the if you like, I'm because we're right next to PBA, and it just reminded me like when that 
time of year where when guys come on official visits after the season, they take them to a basketball game. Like, that would be really cool because, A, you get to see the school spirit, but, B, Nebraska fans always know who, who the kids are, so they're always coming up to them. Plus, they know if you're out with Adrian or someone. See, I don't care as much about that. I think I that would be pretty cool. I don't want people coming up to me. Like I'm, I'm very introverted. Like I don't, I don't, I don't. So you'd have been more of like the Bryce Benhart style of. I would be like hanging out in the back. Now I want the flashy stuff shown to me, but I want it in a in a private setting. Okay. I don't want like 25 people coming up to me when I'm trying to watch a basketball Taking pictures game, being with like, me. "Hey, you're that high school kid." I'm like, yeah. "Back off." Okay, nope, don't want it. But don't take me to PBA. Take me to a basketball game. That is a basketball I don't want to watch Nebraska play. No, you don't want to watch Fred Hoiberg get up and down the court? Fred, yes, but in the past. <laughs> that sounds really harsh. I did not intend it to be that harsh. I was meaning more, I want to watch NBA basketball. Yeah, that's what happened. I'm telling you that, that the pitch harsh. of the, the Laker game thing, if they if someone... If you got taken to a Laker yeah. game if and Clay they Helton saw you to a Laker, Even if it was Clay Helton, it's terrible. Like, spot. I would definitely commit to Clay yeah. Helton for taking me that. Then I would regret it because I wasted my potential. <laughs> like, but you know that's neither here nor there. Oh goodness! Um, let's talk about the pipeline camp. Okay, this thing is kind of an interesting deal. That it is it sort of like Nebraska's own satellite camp. Like, is that how you like? How yeah, would you describe this yeah, thing? That's a good way to think about it. It's basically like you know, Nebraska went down to UCF. Or UCF, they went to USF, sorry. Um, And they went to FIU as well. They went to those schools down in Florida for their camps. Um, And and other schools were there as well. So it's it's a similar setup to that. Because there will be, when we go out there tomorrow, there will be, um, I think, I forget, Kansas, so Kansas will be there. Louisville, Miami, yeah. Arkansas so we should State, see coaches Rice, from yeah. Adidas we schools. should see uh, co- definitely see coaches from other Adidas schools out there. So yes, it's like Nebraska's own satellite camp. Do you think when I kind of look at this, it seems like kind of a big deal in the sense that it's actually a thing that happened that Adidas tried to make happen, and mm-hmm. that there are other schools coming. Now Kansas is not a big deal because Kansas sucks. Well, hello, because Kansas sucks. But like Louisville and Miami are here. Um, but Kansas got that new that new coach buzz though. If Les Miles is here, if he's here, I don't. Well, no, you should not. You should not see head coaches because, like, Frost can't go to those camps. He, like, your uh, only your assistants okay, can then go to that. Cares about Kansas anyway. Yeah, so then it's, no. So yeah, well, but it, the, the point that I'm trying to make is um, this seems like a an indicator that Nebraska is still the brand is still strong. Mm-hmm. Nebraska is still one of Adidas. Adidas's elite teams on their kind of roster because they could have done this camp at Miami or they could have done this camp at another Adidas school and Mm. Nebraska would be going to it. Not Nebraska hosting it, but it's the pipeline camp and Nebraska's hosting it. I just, it kind of gives that sense to me that this feels like a, a pretty strong indicator of how Nebraska is still viewed on the national landscape, even after two, four and eight campaigns. Yes, I, I definitely agree with that. And I think that it speaks to Nebraska's long, long-standing relationship with Adidas. I think they were one of their first, if not the first, like school to jump on with them. Because Nebraska, I think, joined with Adidas in 1995. Um, so they've been with them a long time. So 
yeah. It's my birth year. There, there we go. So things are making me feel old. Adidas. So, so yeah. So, so and I think that it also speaks to the excitement uh, around the program right now and what Scott Frost is doing. Um, and, and it's a great, great showcase event for Nebraska, and it really does just fit Nebraska perfectly. I don't think that you would you would see the same excitement. Um, and saying push for this if it was just an all-positions type of camp. I think that an ultra-specialty camp like this for offensive and defensive linemen tying into the rich tradition of Nebraska makes perfect sense, and I think that it could be a really, really big deal for Nebraska going forward. And I think it'll be a big deal this weekend as well, and we'll see it. It'll be really fun. What are a couple of things that we should be paying attention to out of this this particular camp for for the pipeline camp mm-hmm. um well first and foremost i want to see i know that teddy prohaska the 2021 um elkhorn south offensive tackle who i think has already i think he's on track to be in like if i think rivals 150 um early on so meaning that he basically that tells you that he has five-star potential um, i'm excited to see him work out and then other than that i just want to see the sheer number of guys that come out for this camp i know that last talk a couple of weeks ago they had 200 guys um from 19 states um come into the camp so to see how much that has grown but also to see what type of talent overall is at this camp because you're going to want to continue to see this grow and grow. If you're really going to make it a thing, you're going to need big time elite talent uh, from the region to come out to the camp. Yeah. I don't have anything else for you. Oh, go Lakers. I hate you guys so much. (laughs) Stupid. What are your odds? Nine to two. Something like that. To win the title. You have LeBron James and no one else. Soon. Don't say soon. Soon. Don't say soon. Anthony Davis is getting traded to the Celtics. Oh, man. I got an alert. I thought that was going to be it as you were saying <laughs> that it wasn't happening. Oh, it wasn't. You? It was slack. Oh, three years. Oh, it's Adrian. Oh, no. It's Ramona Shelbourne. Oh, stop it. Tweeting something about Draymond Green texting Kevin Durant. Three years ago, Draymond Green texted Kevin Durant after the Warriors lost Game 7 of the Finals. This time, Kevin Durant called Clay Thompson. God damn it. <laughs> they're gonna, so they're just going to run it back with the original group? But that, does that also... man? We're gonna, me so upset. We're going to get off on a tangent here, but does that... We t- covered what we needed to cover. Okay, cool. So does that tell you then that they know that Clay is the guy they actually really need to focus on because they're going to lose Kevin, and if they lose Clay, then they're kind of screwed? There's no way they're losing Clay. Like I don't think they will. I really don't. But I also my level of respect for Clay went through the roof during this uh, final run, and not just because of his heroic action of coming back and doing a Kobe and hitting those free throws, but he was carrying them before that. He oh, had been dude. their best player. Give him all the money. Yeah, Give like him all he had the been money. their best player. Of course, Steph Curry disappeared again. Like it. Yeah, he needs. He showed. Like it was. Like unfortunate the way that he, why he had to show it, but Clay really did display this series why he's so important to what they want to do going forward. I've never not liked Clay. Clay has always been that guy that I'm like, damn it, stop hitting these shots, please stop killing and us. And he's just that's, ice cold about it, man. That's <laughs> like, been my view towards Clay because okay. Game Six Clay from 2016 against the Thunder in Oklahoma City, like I, I still have nightmares about that game. So good. That game. <laughs> He was insane. That's that. So that's always been my view on Clay. But like when he is in the tunnel and he's like coming back out, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my god, this guy. 
this guy. And then he hits the two free throws, and then he runs back. He runs like he's back, and he's hopping playing. around. Yeah, and then like, he gets yeah, mad at DeMarcus that, yeah. Cousins for fouling, and he doesn't want to come out of the game. I'm like, oh, my God, give this guy actually, every single dollar that you possibly can. DeMarcus Cousins actually saved him because that would have went horribly had he, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, he would have gone down and like tried to dunk and then it would yeah. have ended. Yeah. Knee would have exploded. Well, I, like, I remember yeah, when I, I tore I, mine, you don't think it's actually torn because you can still move on it. So yeah. I'm sure he probably didn't think. There no, was no, I'm sure. Yeah. Really wrong. Man, that moment where they, so he goes back to the locker room and then they cut to him leaving the um, arena on crutches. Like I felt really bad. Like that was that. Uh, because uh, he was so excited to get back out there, and he was playing so well. Um, and it was such a great moment to see him come back out there. It was equally as deflating as someone who just like really despises the Warriors to see him go out like that. that was I had tough. a really bad thought during the game uh, that should probably yeah. Let's not stay. Let's no, it wasn't about. Is it, is it, it like my Gordon? It wasn't Hayward? rooting for injury. Okay. No, no, I'm not that person. I wasn't rooting for. Okay. I felt so bad when Kevin got hurt because. That's the, that's the, the, too. the story like, about him, like teammates and people from the Warriors suggesting that he wasn't playing because that was he didn't Bush want to League. play. Yeah, the way that story comes out, that, and then yeah. within 24 hours he's playing, and then he gets hurt again. Like I think they are responsible for what happened to yeah. him. But there was a part of me that was like, hmm. When they won in 2015, it was because they played a roster that was depleted. And throughout the course of this run, they have had just the best of luck with injuries. They really have. So, like, it goes beyond that 2015 Cavs series, the Chris Paul injury. Chris Paul Like, injury, there's been a bunch Mike of Conley them. Mike Conley being yeah. injured in that Grizzlies series, and the Grizzlies had two elite. This felt like the basketball gods being like, okay, the bill is due. Yeah. Which is, like, a horrible thing to think. But I Yeah, but at the same time, I think it's legit. Stop myself from thinking it. <laughs> yeah. And I tweeted that, um, and I, I got... A little bit of flack from this on Twitter because people were like, "Why are you comparing Kevin Durant to Kyrie Irving?" And I said, "If you didn't discredit the Warriors' 2015 title, you don't get to discredit this Raptors title." Mm-hmm. And to be fair, I discredited the Warriors' 2015 title. <laughs> I think the Cavs would have won. So do I. If they were healthy, because they and beat so them the next I year. <laughs> discredit a little bit this Raptors title because Golden State had no one. Yeah. But at the same time, I think the Raptors still would have beat the Warriors with a healthy Warriors team. I think they were the better team. And I told Jacob Padilla that, and he was like, it's okay to be wrong sometimes, Derek. And I'm like, no, you're wrong. I think, no, the, I think the, the Raptors is, were a better team. It's so frustrating, though, because the the Warriors are in this weird thing where so many people really dislike them, but the people that want to give them... Like, like Jacob is like this, where like he, I don't, it doesn't root for them, but really respects them. But then it feels like excuse making. Mm-hmm. Then it's not just him. Like it just, it, it's a really, it's all of Warriors. It's a, Twitter. it's yeah, it's a bizarre thing where like, and I've seen so much of this already this morning, where like, oh, what, you guys are trying even to bring up Steph and his shortcomings in these games, but you know he had to overcome double teams. And then I've seen in response to that a bunch of people saying LeBron James says hi, which is completely true. Like. Like, you also, can't, like what? Kawhi was getting triple teamed in this series. Like they were throwing three people at right. Kawhi. So don't, which, oh, don't which, talk about double team. He got a good look and he missed it. Yes, that's the thing. Yes, he's zero for eight now in his playoff career in the last twenty seconds on potential game winners. Zero for eight. He also got dunked on or sunned the entire fourth quarter by Fred. Is it Van Fred Bleet? Van Vliet? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Destroyed. Yeah. Like 12 to 4, he got it outscored was or something? Four, like that? 14 to 4, oh, and Steph 14. had one field goal. 
in that time. Two of those were free throws towards the end of the game. And sorry, one more NBA thought. The best, the best kind of subplot to this whole thing was before this final series started, when Steph was talking about how he should have been able to get around Kevin Love, and he just like it was his fault that he couldn't yeah, get around Kevin that. Love. And Kevin Love quoted the police report tweet and was like, "LOL" yeah. or something like that. And then Steph gets a chance to redeem himself in this yep. series, and he misses again. Yep. Kevin Love smiled it was from, great. like, a beach somewhere because I feel like all, all the pictures of Kevin Love I see are, like, him on the beach posing like an Instagram model. Well, that's where all the NBA players go. They go to a beach. That's where LeBron James was this year. Super early. A lot earlier than last year. <laughs> or the year before that. Soon. Yeah, he'll be back Soon. there next year. <laughs> Soon. He'll be back there next year, and Russell will be sitting right next to him. <laughs> They've been hanging out a lot. Like, a lot. LeBron to the Thunder. No. What happens if they trade LeBron? Are you going to be okay if they trade LeBron? Depends on what they got back. <laughs> I don't think you can trade LeBron. No, you can't. I think that would be the death wish. But if, I'm not going to put it past Jeannie. <laughs> Just if, so she can keep Kuzma? If Linda Rambis <laughs> tells her to, she'll oh, do it. Oh, boy. Soon. <laughs> Nine to two. Nine to two odds. There <laughs> Uh, we will have coverage on HailVarsity.com throughout the weekend for all of the recruiting stuff that your heart desires. And we'll also have coverage next weekend, uh, as Greg has said, with the even bigger Friday Night Lights camp. Um, volleyball team is making their overseas trip. To Asia? Have they already left? Where are they leaving I, soon? I do not know. One of them. One, one or the other. Um, but they are doing that, and Jacob Padilla has had a couple stories on that trip. We'll probably have maybe an update or something like that. Um, and football is... Almost back. We almost made it back. Almost. We're like a month away. Almost exactly a month away from Big Ten Media Days. So it should be good. Um, keep it with HailVarsity.com, and we will be back with another podcast next week. Thank you.